Welcome to You're Not the Boss of Me. If you are determined to break glass ceilings and build it your way, this show is for you. I'm your host, Beth Graves, and I am obsessed with helping you to not just dream it, but make the plan, connect the dots, and create what you crave. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back. I'm so excited to be back, to be here, and to be diving back into our podcast community. And I want to just give you permission to pause, to take a break again and again, if that's what's needed. Because as I sit here and I record this episode, all of a sudden my body is excited and thinking, this is what I want to bring to the podcast community. And so many times we're told consistency, consistency, resilience, resilience, that's what it takes to be a success. And I am challenging all of you, especially the women, to love yourself enough to say, you know what, I'm no longer available for whatever that was that was headed our way about resilience and consistency and staying the course if it doesn't feel in alignment. I was told my whole life, you have such a hard time finishing what you start. Well, hello, ADHD. But instead of giving myself permission to truly ask myself, what do you need? What feels like joy? What feels like love? I would just power through and it would put my system into chaos. And from that chaos, I could achieve, I could perform. I could reach the goals, make the money, hit the rank, whatever it is. But there was always a crash and there was always what I felt like a price to pay for success. So my friends, I want to take you through a little journey and we're going to start with feeling safe and why that's important. Because when I first started doing this work and someone said, well, we need safety in our bodies. I'm like, well, of course we're safe. But knowing what we know about the brain, our subconscious. Today, I want to explain to you, we're going to go back to 101 as to how do we give ourselves permission and really listen to ourselves and trust our intuition and trust what it is that we need. And to come from a place of loving ourselves, trusting ourselves and letting go of what the marketing world is telling us about staying on task, getting up at 6 a.m., using the checklist. Many of those things are so powerful. Many of those things help us to stay on track. Some people love 75 hard. Some people hate 75 hard. There's no right or wrong answer. It's understanding how it feels in our bodies. And are we operating from a place of what used to be the success matrix? The success matrix was we work hard. We take 15 AP classes and then we teach our children to do the same thing. So as I started to think about how did I give myself permission to show up differently, to lean into a long lunch with a friend, to meet a friend for breakfast, to not work for three or four days on the podcast or a project, and to still have an expanded view of life, of business, money still coming in, because when we're from a place of alignment, we manifest more. So let's talk today about what it means when we say, are we feeling safety? 
in our bodies and we regulate the nervous system. So I didn't put the pieces together for a long time. And I would listen to the motivational speaker and I would even share it out. Like, we're going to get up in the morning. We're going to get this done because our why is making us cry and our families deserve for us to work hard. But that would only last for so long. And we would have things show up like illness or not being able to sleep, binge eating, binge watching of TV, snapping. And we do all the affirmations in the morning and the gratitude in the morning. But by night, we are literally at wit's end and our bodies are feeling tight and constricted and in chaos. We're looking for people to blame and things to blame and businesses to blame. So that's why you see people that leave a highly successful business and jump to a new business or someone that decides that writing a book is not for them, or perhaps the podcast is causing stress when the podcast never caused stress. It was allowing my body to speak to me, allowing myself to understand this is how chaos feels in my body. This is how tension, this is how dis-ease, not feeling at ease, created a weight gain, created stomach issues for many people, like the gut, the mind, the heart. And then it's just like the dog who chases the cat. The man comes home from work. The woman comes home from work and she's stressed and she's dysregulated and she yells at the dog and the dog chases the cat and the cat jumps on the kid. And it's just this tangled up chaos because our energy, the feeling of love, it's literally in our energetic field. So when we spend so much time in hate and so much time in finger pointing, especially in the past four years, we were literally putting out hate into the energetic field. And then I noticed that in the marketing world of how to build a business and people that spend big money on coaches really, truly believe in their business because if you don't have that investment, and then I found that there were a lot of people that were coming to me for coaching and saying, I just can't even do anything. And it's because your body was dysregulated. Marketing's telling you, you must spend more money. Marketing is telling you, that you need to lose more weight, that you need to buy this and do this, and that you are not enough. And our bodies take it all in, whether it's messages that we receive from a teacher, from a parent, from a friend. Their intention was never to create the chaos, but our bodies absorbed it as chaos. And so that's all that it knows. So today, when we talk about the ability to regulate your nervous system and why it's important for safety, to be in your body when you're not feeling safe in your body. And that doesn't mean like you think a tiger is going to jump out from behind the door, but you're constantly on edge, on edge, on edge, chaos, 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 anxiety, fear, stress. We're looking for inner peace because from that place of inner peace, from that place of feeling love, from that place of feeling just a bit lighter, from that place of not feeling the stress, we go from dysregulated states of anxiety and fear to more of an inner peace. And it's not like, oh, now I'm a Buddhist monk and I will experience inner peace forever. It's constantly knowing and asking and pausing to say, what is it that I need? Nervous system dysregulation might be all that you know because you've grown accustomed to living in chaos, to kind of faking it, chronic stress, some trauma. When I was in my big fake it mode, and this is another thing I noticed, like 
there's so much faking it on social media, like, oh, my life is fabulous. Oh, my life is this. And your body knows, like, you're full of crap. Stop saying that. It's not authentic. So knowing like, oh my gosh, I need to regulate this nervous system. It's as easy as going to the bathroom. Your body tells you when you need to go to the bathroom. So you go to the bathroom. If you didn't release whatever it is, number one or number two, isn't that silly that we still talk about our bodily functions like second graders because we were taught that it's wrong to talk about things like I need to take a bowel movement. I need to go pee, whatever it is that you call it. So anyway, a side note, but the chronic stress creates this dysregulation, creates this chaos, creates this tightness in our nervous system. And when we're not grounded and we don't have presence, we become snippy, snappy, short, disconnected. Our thoughts become like wildly chaotic. Somebody that just literally is looking at us with a blank face, we're like, oh my gosh, she's mad at me. And we have all of that chaos and it just creates like, Think about the pig pen character and the peanuts and like that swirling dust. So let's talk about what is the nervous system. The nervous system is responsible for many aspects of our health and well-being. I would just venture to say all of it. It's responsible for our brain growth and our development, for our physical sensations, for breathing, our perception of thoughts and emotions. Perception, remember perception of thoughts and emotions. It's responsible for our learning and our memory, our movement, our balance, our coordination, our sleep, our healing and rehabilitation, our stress, and how our body responds to the stress, aging, breathing, our heartbeat, body temperature, hunger, thirst, digestion, puberty, reproductive health, and fertility. The degree of which each of these functions of the nervous system is regulated can either lead you to experience quality states of health and well-being or deter you from it. Take that in. Let's breathe that in. When we are in chaos, our bodies, our brains, our minds, our thoughts literally swirl. And how if we're, even if we're doing the gratitude and the affirmations in the morning and even a meditation, a yoga class, but our bodies are still in a swirling state of being dysregulated because we're so disconnected from even understanding that we're feeling a dysregulation. So what if we became aware and then you have the tools to say, okay, I I'm like as much as we go and work our, we do some squats <laughs> and we build our thigh muscle. What are they? Quadriceps, your gluteus maximus minimus and we know like, okay, if I'm going to create more muscle in my legs, my lower body, I'm going to fuel my body in this way, drink more water and push weight. And then we see a result. Well, we don't see the results of the nervous system. But if we said our nervous system regulation, our nervous system health is so important so that we can have better sleep, which helps us with our aging, which helps us with our brains, which helps us with every single part of our bodies. People who sleep more live longer. What if we knew that it would help us with the perception of our thoughts and our emotions so that our emotions don't go haywire and we can look at it from a place of their opinion is none of my business. I can't believe a thought that I think. And knowing that when we're in judgment, we're in judgment of ourselves and that's the perceptions, the thoughts and the emotions. What if we knew that regulating our nervous system would allow us more pleasure, not just pleasure in the bedroom, although that's so important, but pleasure in enjoying a good meal, 
I often think about people that I know and people close to me that just eat so fast because their bodies are just regulated and they don't feel the pleasure of the food. And the more food goes in, it's faster, it's faster, faster. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. This is how it is. We all know that person that feels highly dysregulated to be around. And we all know that person that feels like, huh, she's here. I wonder if she carries crystals in her bra because she's at ease because we feel the vibration that extends from her heart and her body of feeling peaceful, inner peace, and it spreads. So we regulate the nervous system. I'm going to give you a safety sequence to use today as well, but some common ways of regulating the nervous system. And I want to just say this, it's constant, consistent mindfulness about what you need in order to experience safety in your body. But first we need to say, how does safety feel in your body? And that's just like being present. Today I walked outside, it was about 7.30 and I experienced like this blissful feeling. And in the past, I would have just rushed into my car and been rushing out the driveway, but just being present and grounding my feet with my bare feet and breathing in. Thank you, God, for this beautiful, incredible, incredible day for my health, for my family. Like just being in gratitude helped, but grounding. And here are some ways that you can calm that flight or fight. And as you listen to this, do a body scan. Where do you feel constriction? Where do you feel ease? And notice that when you take a deep breath in and you release, how your shoulders come down. And I'm going to give you, like I said, a safety sequence. And our nervous systems are as unique as a fingerprint. So what might work for me may not work for you, but it's truly understanding like, okay, I'm aware right now. This is what feels really good. I love ketchup and sweet potato fries. You may hate ketchup and sweet potato fries. That's super neutral, right? My nervous system loves, loves when I go out and I sweat and I hit a tennis ball and it's just boom, 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 breathe, breathe. That might create chaos in your body. So some common ways are exploring mindful movement. It might be a yoga pattern, sun salutations. It might be there's somatic exercises. There's so many things. It might be jumping on a little mini trampoline. It might be going for a run. Boundaries around social media that anything that a lot that you feel constriction saying, nope, that's not something that I want to. It's like, I don't like to go to haunted houses because I don't like the way my body feels. Are there places on social media? or things that you attend that your body says, no, this isn't for me. It's not like learn to go with it, learn to figure it out, learn to handle that coach, be tough. It's just like, no, I don't feel safe and I'm not moving in that direction. Being in the sunshine and nature, like that is huge, right? Getting out in the sun and allowing yourself to be hands-free, phone-free and a technique that you have a hard time when you go out into nature and just enjoy it is to Start to just look at a color, look at the way a leaf moves, feel the air coming in and out of your body, just feel that sensation. And as you practice, it becomes easier and easier to just be intentionally slowing down, slowing down your eating, slowing down your conversations. As you're having a conversation with your son, with your daughter, with your partner, with a friend, breathe in, notice their eyelashes. Sometimes what I'll do at night, which I hadn't been doing this years and years is Don will be asleep and I'll just reach over and I'll put my hand on his hand and I'll feel the sensation of how soft his skin is. 
he's probably not listening to this podcast. Beth, you're sounding creepy, but remember when, if you're a mom and you just sat holding that baby after they would breastfeed or you fed them a bottle, however it did, and they're on your chest. I just remember feeling that inner peace between moments of chaos, right? Between moments of chaos, intentionally engaging your five senses, deep breathing, breath work, yoga work, meditation, a spiritual practice that makes sense to you and spending time with people that make you feel good. Not spending time with people that don't make you feel good. Maybe you need to find a really, really good therapist, perhaps a breathwork coach, perhaps a life coach, somebody that helps you to guide and manage those thoughts, those emotions. And if you have some deep-seated trauma that's still creating unsafety in your body, hire someone who is a therapist that understands EDMR and can work with you through that. But even as you work, it's not waiting for the therapist. I need my therapist. It's safety, safety, hold, hold, safety, safety, hold, hold. Learning to engage your nervous system is about trusting and feeling your emotions. At first, you're going to experience resistance. You're going to have resistance for this breath work, for the safety protocol, the safety sequence I'm going to talk about. Resistance to just being outside. Resistance to reaching over and touching a hand. Resistance to slowing down and sitting down and enjoying a meal. Resistance to moving the body in a way that maybe doesn't feel chaotic. Perhaps you're someone that's like, if I'm not running, if I'm not sprinting, if I'm not sweating, soften, slow down, allow ease into your life because my friend, your body will resist it. Knowing yourself enough to know what you need to feel grounded and safe is how you learn to regulate your nervous system. So there's no recipe. Okay, I do this and then I do this and I set my breathing alarms and I love breathing alarms. But if the breathing alarms are causing you stress, then that's not something that's providing safety in your body. We do this and it strengthens our inner strength, our confidence to say, okay, maybe you're over drinking, overeating, overspending, but recognizing that I'm stopping and I'm spending too much money or I'm scrolling social media instead of sleep to stuff something into a place that feels dysregulated and it might feel scary to just stop and to breathe and to ground. So I want to share with you something that was sent to me in an email, which I absolutely love. And it's Nicola Jane Hobbs. I am going to link her Instagram. I don't know her personally. I'd love to have her on the podcast. But she wrote an email that is so beautiful. And I want to share it with you and get on her list because it's gold. It drops into your inbox like gold. And she says that the absence of threat isn't the absence of safety. So when you say safety, you're like, I don't have someone breaking in through a window, so I must be safe. So remember, the absence of threat isn't the same as the absence of safety. Our stress response, our stress response is triggered by a threat or by something that causes us stress. This is why we often feel a free-floating anxiety when there's no obvious stressor, when the laundry's done when there's nothing that's no deadlines looming, the inbox is clear, we feel this free-floating feeling. If you've experienced traumatic stress, living in survival mode for years, our amygdalas, is that how you say it? A-M-Y-G-D-A-L-A-S, 
I should have looked that up. This is what she says. The parts of our brain that play a key role in assessing potential threats become bigger. Okay, so if we've experienced traumatic stress or we've put ourselves in survival mode, hello, raising children, survival mode, for those of us that didn't know about this before, or a lot of stress in a job, traumatic stress with a death, a divorce, traumatic stress with even something that our body remembers it as feeling really hard. That part of our brain that plays a key role in saying, oh my gosh, danger, danger, danger becomes bigger. So our brain actually is bigger because of the years that we've lived in constant stress. That part of the brain that says, oh my gosh, threat, threat, danger, 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 threat, threat. Think about that for people that live with chronic anxiety. Over and over, we're, that part of our brain is growing. So then we have a heightened sensitivity and everything seems like it could be scary, right? When I read this email and this content from Nicola, I was like, I have to share this. Because these are the pieces that when we say provide safety in your body, provide safety in your body that now makes sense to me. So when we have that part of our brain that is kind of overcooked because we've experienced traumatic stress and we live in a state of chaos, then a neutral face becomes an angry face. Trying to read the face, right? Why are they angry? Why are they upset? Instead of someone that might be like, oh, interesting. Not putting meaning not using, I call that the meaning maker of your brain. A mistake seems like it could end the world. I had this this week. Someone had a mistake in her back office and I love her and she's doing so much work. And I remembered when I would have something that I thought I had made a mistake with breaking a rule, all of a sudden I thought it was the end of the world. And I had to get 16 people's opinions and I lived in chaos and oh my gosh, and oh my gosh, because I had trained, the brain is trained to see the danger. Perhaps it's a loud noise. Every doorbell becomes a fire alarm, she says. Our flight or fight systems become overactive and reactive the more chronic stress or the more trauma that we've experienced. So this is directly from her email. The the circuits in our brains related to threat detection and self-protection are overdeveloped. And those related to safety play, joy, and relaxation are underdeveloped. Does this make sense? We've overdeveloped the part that's saying, oh my gosh, what is she thinking? What is she saying? I'm in trouble. Oh, there's a noise. There's a siren. And I remember my daughter, when my husband was diagnosed with cancer when she was three, no evidence of disease, cancer-free, but there was a lot of of traumatic stress and conversations that her little three-year-old body absorbed and heard her subconscious real. So forever, when she would hear a siren, her body would go into, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, who is it? Who was her? When my brain didn't, it was just, oh, it's a siren because I did not have that looking for fear in that part of the brain over and over. And that was a sound that put her into the fight and flight mode. So what happens is safety, play, joy, relaxation underdeveloped because we have overdeveloped that part of our brain, instead of subconsciously looking for all there is to fear, when we return to safety slowly and gently, we can retrain our brains to send signals in our body, in our environment, in our relationships that say, hey, you're safe. It's okay to feel joy. It's okay to rest. Is this so cool? Like this is making so much sense to me as I've uncovered this direct link. So we're no longer subconsciously looking for fear, looking for sirens, looking for the face, 
looking for the adversity. We're looking for things like love and joy and connection and peace. And we're seeking it. And our brain is now in overdrive on those pieces because it's experienced safety. So how do we get there? Nicola says that one of her favorite ways of retraining our brains is to more accurately perceive signals of safety by activating our safety system, the ventral vagal branch of our nervous system, the vagus nerve, the nervous system. How do we go from the brain, that part of the brain that overstimulates and wants to find chaos and wants to make meaning of fear, fear, chaos, chaos. And if we don't have chaos, we're going to find chaos too. Oh, love, connection, joy, peace, inner peace, feeling safe. So this is the safety sequence. And I want to invite you to do this with me from Nicole. I'm going to keep giving credit, Nicola Jane Hobbs. And she calls this the safety sequence. Step one, take a couple of slow, deep belly breaths, lengthening the exhales a little. So let's do that together. Take a couple slow, deep belly breaths. Ready in and lengthen the exhale. Let's do that again. Take a breath in and lengthen the exhale. Release your shoulders away from your ears and lean back in your chair if you're sitting down. Bring to mind a memory of feeling safe and loved. Or visualize your favorite place in nature. Bring to mind's eye a place of feeling safe or and loved. Or visualize your favorite place to be in nature. Make a closed mouth smile and do an eyebrow wag. That means raise your eyebrows slightly. So this process is four steps. We started with some slow, deep breaths. We released our shoulders away, leaned back in our chair for step two. And we brought to our mind's eye a feeling of when we felt safe and held and loved or a place in nature, a place where you feel safe and grounded. Maybe you're standing on the beach. I brought up standing in the woods across the street from my parents' lake house leaves in the fall and the feeling of falling leaves and standing I could hear my dog running along with me and then from that place a closed mouth smile raising your eyebrows and that is it the process is the opposite of shallow breaths muscle tension feeling anxious thoughts and furrowed brows that happen automatically when we get stressed You ever looked at someone's face when you know that they're stressed or create, like, we feel it. We feel it in our bodies. Deepening our breath and relaxing our muscles and bringing to mind experiences of love and exchanging a sour facial expression for one that is a universal sign of friendliness, a closed mouth smile and an eyebrow wag are actions that our brains naturally link to safety. When our safety systems are activated, Our stress responses switch off and we feel open and we feel flexible and we feel relaxed. We naturally want to explore and play and connect and socialize and be in a space of what I love, love and joy and connection. So what Nicola says that over time, as we practice the safety sequence, the amygdalas become less reactive. The part of our brain, remember, that wants to be in chaos and fear and sees danger, danger, danger. 
and the brain circuits related with contentment, care, connection, they strengthen. Because this is what we know about neuroplasticity of the brain. We can recreate all of the little like connections in the brain. So it's not the way it always is. Oh, we're stressed, we're women. That's the way it always is. No, we can literally reconfigure how our brain circuits operate with feeling safety and committing to just some breath work, a visualization, a facial expression. So what she says and suggests is to practice the safety sequence, at least like during a five minute meditation, or you can do the whole thing in seconds. And it's the perfect technique if you're feeling anxious in a social situation, if you're feeling guilty about setting a boundary, she says, you're feeling an urge to overeat, overwork, overdrink, overspend. So Nicola says that learning how to activate her nervous system has changed her life and living with greater peace because when we let go of feeling in fight or flight, fear, danger, reactiveness, chaos, behind that all is where freedom actually is. And what I didn't truly understand before diving into when people would say, oh, we must feel safety in our bodies. Where do you feel it in your bodies? Is that we notice, we become aware. Awareness is the key. And really, truly understanding, oh my gosh, we can literally plastic neuroplasticity. We can literally change the way our brains send us the messages by creating safety. And when I think about this, the more time I'm spending in safety and grounding and mindfulness and awareness, the more my body wants to be at peace and ease. So when they say inner peace, it's available. It's a commitment to understanding and making the decision that like, I don't want to live in this chaos. What happens in chaos is less love, less joy, less connection, less ease, dis-ease. So how amazing do you feel? knowing, oh my gosh, I can shift it all. And we know how to power through because that's what we've been trained to do. We know how to power through it all because our training has been so incredible on this. And I'm not saying you're not going to power through a goal. I'm not saying that going out and really working hard isn't something that you can be doing. What I'm saying is understanding how we can literally shift from being in that state of chaos and fear and going to, wow, this feels safe. And here's the thing that is really cool. When you learn and your body learns, and when we are connected to how it feels to be safe, then our body then goes to the next level, goes to the next level of love, goes to the next level of success. And you're even more aware of what does success really feel like for me, right? Ah, I'm so happy to be back. I'm so grateful for all of you. I would love for you to share this episode on your social media. Tag me in it. Hey, Beth Graves. I would love if you haven't left a review and you find this podcast to be helpful in your feeling, helpful in your connection to, wow, that makes sense. Oh my gosh, I feel like I have a friend in my corner. Leave a review or share it with a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for all of you today. Let me know if this, how this episode sits with you because it's literally been like my research for the last seven days. And then I thought I'm going to come on and I'm sharing this email from the beautiful Nicola and sharing all of a sudden how it made sense for me to be like, oh, that's why we create safety in our systems because 
we are literally remolding our brains to want and seek and feel safe to rest, to be mindful. And that doesn't mean that we're not out there doing big things. We have the capacity to impact more when we're coming from a place of inner peace, alignment, and safety. I'll see you all next week. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today on You're Not the Boss of Me. I'm hoping that you found one thing that you will do today that will allow you to move forward to that big audacious goal. And I have a favor to ask of you, and that is leaving me a five-star review over in iTunes. Every single week, I read your reviews. I love hearing what you have to say, and it allows me to bring you more to get more people to interview that are doing the thing, breaking the glass ceilings, creating what they crave, and helping you with your game plan. So leave me a five-star review, and when you do, I enter you to win the You're Not the Boss of Me swag. So make sure you leave it, and we'll reach out to you if you're the winner. Thanks so much for hanging with me today, and we'll chat with you soon.